This is actually not fake this time. <laughs> so Toby is just reading Twitter the whole way through this episode. The highest quality of podcast content. <laughs> Welcome to the Yasuel Puig uh, special episode of Battery Mates. Uh, my name is Matthew, coming in your ears live from London. And I'm Toby, um, here in Chicago, and we just got Yasiel Puig and friend Mil Reyes. Friend Mil Reyes? Um, I, I want to talk almost entirely about Yasiel Puig today because he's so good at fighting. You want to talk about him because he's going to be good for the Clevelands. The Clevelands, now. he's on the... It's weird to say that Puig is now a Cleveland friend. <laughs> yeah, a whole, a whole, a whole range of, of things have, have, have happened. Lions are lying down with lambs. This is a uh, a, a trade deadline special. We're recording this at uh, nine p.m. UK time, three p.m. Central, four p.m. Eastern, where the trade, the only trade deadline of the season, is closed. We're hoping to get this episode out before it's completely out of date. I mean, it will be out of date for those of you who are total losers who refresh Twitter for several <laughs> hours after the trade deadline. But we're hoping to get it out same day. Uh, but we're also going to talk a huge, huge amount about the Pirates-Reds brawl yesterday, which I think is the is the best brawl in my uh, baseball lifetime. <laughs> there may have been uh, better brawls in the 70s and 80s when a huge amount of drugs and alcohol were involved in uh, firing <laughs> people up, but it's definitely the best brawl in, in my baseball lifetime. But Toby, where, where do you want to start? Well, we have a lot to cover here. Um, holy sh- So a lot of people are talking about this deadline being really boring. Um, I did not find boring. this deadline boring at all. Um, and I should note that we are recording this live in, in real time. Um, Things are happening. Like two more trades just got announced while we were recording. Aaron Sanchez is on his way to the Astros from the Blue Jays. Yeah. And awesome. um, Nick Castellanos is on his way to the Cubs. Um, it's easy for you to say. <laughs> so uh, these are all trades. Apparently Nick Castellanos was literally in the on-deck circle <laughs> and then all of a sudden disappeared. Um, anyway, so... Uh, Last night was a very strange night for Cleveland fans, and partly because there have been rumors, we talked about this on the show, but there have been rumors that we were going to trade Trevor Bauer. And we thought, when we were, I thought when we were recording this episode, like when I was thinking about, oh, we're going to record this episode right after the trade deadline, I'm going to talk about how, what Trevor Bauer did on Sunday, um, and how, how that, whether that impacted his... Oh my God, I forgot about that. Right? You forgot about that. <laughs> Matthew texted me when he saw the news and was like, I think our episode next episode is going to be entirely about Trevor Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good the fight in, in Cincinnati was. Well, okay. I mean, so, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It was incredible. It was incredible. So why don't we talk about this in, like, in kind of like a chronological order here? Or I, I want to talk about Trevor Bauer separately. But let's talk about my reaction when I saw the news. Um. You know, we were losing the game we were playing. I think we had just lost, honestly. And I saw the news that Trevor Bauer... Well, actually, I got the text from Battery Mates Nation loyalist Brian that Trevor Bauer was on his way to the Reds. And I was like, this is insane. What's happening? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are the, Re- Why are the Reds trading for Trevor Bauer? 
they're not in contention. Um, do they think they're going to be in contention next year? I guess. I don't know. Um, are they going to turn around and flip them to the Yankees or the Astros? Anyway, but that's when I saw we got Puig. And I literally jumped up and down because he was the one. I mean, I, 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 I told Battery Race Nation, I yeah, want we a talked bopper. about this last week. I want yeah, a bopper. Yeah. I want, I, and I wanted Puig. Um, I think he'd be fun to have in the lineup. And he's so, so much fun to root for and apparently a great fighter. Um, but uh, we didn't just get one bopper, Matthew. We got a second bopper in the trade. A friend Mil Reyes um, is, would, of all the Clevelands, has the most home runs this season now. <laughs> he has 27 home runs. Um, he probably will be our cleanup hitter. Um, you know, Jason Kipnis is a great hitter, but... <laughs> Probably not. Mm. Shouldn't be batting fourth um, mm. on any team, uh, much less a team that is, quote unquote, in contention. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so we got two boppers, and 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 the, the weird thing was the night it kept evolving. You know, we, it was a third team involved. Obviously, that's how we got Reyes from the Padres, and you know, it turned out we got another prospect from Cincinnati, and we got another prospect from the, the San Diego, and it's like, okay, so clearly we're giving up more than just Trevor Bauer here. Like, where's, when's the other shoe going to drop here? It was the rare players to be named later. And I was so convinced that something else was happening, but nothing. This was it. We gave up Trevor Bauer, who, you know, was a Cy Young caliber pitcher last year for a ginormous haul. We got five players. You know, Logan yeah. Allen is, was the third person in the trade. And before the season started, he was a top 100 prospect in all of baseball. And you know he could be the biggest name in this trade at the end at the end of the day. Um, he's having you know, a down year. When I first heard the trade, um, when I first heard about the trade, I I actually honestly thought it was Bauer for Puig, and without knowing, I, I couldn't remember how long uh, Bauer has on his contract or how long Puig has on his contract. But just in a kind of a straight swap, I I I thought that was a straight swap, and I thought, yeah, seems fair. It seems I, fair. Then you got another four players on top of it. <laughs> that is wild. And I, I think, honestly, oh my god, I'm getting text messages. Uh, Batteries Nation, uh, was, oh, well, friend of Batteries Nation here, Dan Carson reports, Granky to the Astros. Uh, oh so dear God, oh, that oh is, boy, Astros are <laughs> gonna be better. Um, oh. God, at least <laughs> oh. they didn't go to the. At least they didn't go to the back to the Dodgers. That's something. Nothing nothing would make me sadder than Jeff Gabriel being happy. Oh man. Yeah, that's speaking of Jeff Gabriel, had a nice back and forth with him today about Puig. Um he's he's he tells me I'm gonna be very excited about Yasiel Puig. Puig is Puig is great and I think it's a it's a great, great trade for um for Cleveland. Uh, one thing I not to take us off on a tangent, but I haven't looked it's one of those things about baseball I haven't looked into enough to properly understand how do three team trades work? Like, does somebody call up and say like, Oh, and these players, I've got these players to offer. And somebody's like, that's not a fair balance. We need to find a balance here. Yeah. Let's just randomly call another team and see if they can throw some, uh, it seems incredibly complicated. Yeah. Just to work out a three team trade. But then how do you even start that? Are they all just like on a massive group WhatsApp where they're just, <laughs> Like, hey, who wants in on this one? We're going to go off over here and do some swapsies. I don't understand it at all. I don't know. It's it's such – it's this is why I couldn't actually be a general manager in baseball. Like, I don't think this way. 
Um, how do we get another team involved here? Like, it, it, you know, what the Reds... The Reds didn't seem to give up all that much. I mean, they gave up one of their top prospects. I guess they gave up one of their top prospects. Never mind. Um, but, well, and, and Puig. And Puig. But yeah, they're not going anywhere. They don't need Puig. I mean, they, right, they, right. they, got, they lost the right to, to give him a qualifying offer. And if when he rejects it, to get a draft pick compensation. Sure. I, I mean, I, uh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but they have to play the Pirates several more times this season. <laughs> and they, they are... I think they're in real trouble, just physically wise. They are going to get beat down. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Put your phone down, Toby. I'm Stop checking. Still Twitter. getting, still getting updates here. It appears the Astros are going to have already won the World Series. <laughs> I mean, this that is crazy. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen who they're giving up. Um, I'm hoping they're get, they gave up half of their lineup. <laughs> I mean, it sort of doesn't really matter who they're giving up. Unless it's like you Altuve know. and Correa. For... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. That's they, not what's they, happening. They just swapped Verlander for Granky. <laughs> um, so do you, do you think this? Do you think this trade puts you right in contention? Because I mean, you're there or thereabouts, but the Twins are also quite. You know, they're they're still motoring. So yeah. I, so this is the debate I've been seeing a lot today. So are the are the Clevelands better in 2019 for losing? Trevor Bauer and adding Ramil Reyes and Yasiel Puig. And my answer to that is probably it's, you know, Trevor Bauer is a much better pitcher than he's pitched in the, so far this season. He's definitely a better pitcher than he pitched on Sunday, but you know, he, he so he could, uh, it's hard to say. I don't want Trevor Bauer in my rotation come playoff time. Um, so if that's going to be a big, big blow, um, but the lineup was so weak. And it's really we're playing the Astros right now. <laughs> Thank God we're not going to have to face any of their new pitchers, <laughs> the three new pitchers they got. Um, but you know the lineup right now with Jason Kipnis in the cleanup spot. For people who haven't followed the Clevelands in a while, he used to be like an all star, so that that sounds plausible. But he hasn't been a great hitter in four three years, and he hasn't been a good hitter in three years. <laughs> so um, I I think you know. Uh, the, the fact that he's going to be batting seventh in the in the new era lineup makes this team a lot more complete. And I think they dealt well. They clearly dealt from a, a, a position of strength. You know, they they have a deeper rotation. This is my assumption is that Corey Kluber is on his way back in the next couple weeks from his broken arm. Um, but I and they must be they have they're relying on him kind of coming back to form or something close to it. They also yeah. have Danny Salazar coming back to play for the first time in three years or two and a half years. I've never heard of him. The thing is that, <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, it seems to me that Clinton had a very, very good trade deadline in that at the, at the very least, they haven't got worse, but they potentially have got better and they've built for the future. And that's kind of, you know, that's the kind of holy grail of, of, of deadline day. The nationals will come onto them in a second. We've just added some bandages. We haven't got, we haven't got a lot better. We've, Potentially have got a bit worse. We have lost ground on the Braves. You, but you, you can't really see it going like any long term. Like you've built for the future and you haven't got worse and you might have got better. That's a good, that is a good trade deadline. Yeah. And I think it's undeniable that now the team is better, you know, for the next several seasons. You know, Reyes, Puig will be a free agent and likely will not return to Cleveland. I, I, I it's safe to say probably. And, you know, but Reyes will be in our, our lineup for he's under control for uh, five more seasons, 
and uh, you know Logan Allen. These are all these these prospects, including Logan Allen, and uh, it's very interesting, um, and certainly would be better. There's a really good shot that Trevor Bauer would have been traded traded in in the off season if he did not get traded this deadline. So, yeah, uh, hard to say. Um, Can we talk for a second about? Can we talk for a second about his meltdown on on Sunday? Well, I so for those, I, I want to talk more oh. about Trevor Bauer in a whole a holistically at the end here. We'll talk okay, about okay, that. okay, okay, okay. But so can we let's, let's talk quickly about what happened next, which is we I saw we got Yasla Puig, and then all these reports came in that <laughs> okay. well Puig doesn't know because he's still on the field, like he was still in right field for the Reds. <laughs> he made a couple plays. He actually he, he actually prevented a run from he's scoring. Did he throw someone out or he? he just, he made a great throw and the runner didn't go. Okay. It, okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't run on Pui. So then what happened, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody must have seen it. And I, I just want to h- highly recommend the Twitter account at John boy underscore. This is the guy that does, um, explainers. He kind of breaks down, uh, different, uh, baseball plays. He does them most days now. And, um, it's absolutely fantastic. He kind of, um, He's very good at lip reading, and so he kind of breaks down what what people are saying to each other. It's almost like the next best thing from uh, uh, having hot mics, and they're, they're always fantastic. But the 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 YouTube version of his breakdown of the, of this brawl is absolutely second to none. I've watched it six times over the course of today. I was very lucky that he was making it at, uh, around midnight uh, Eastern, and that was the time I was being woken up by my daughter in the UK, five a.m. So I've been able to watch it overnight us time and throughout the day my time <laughs> it's very 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 good um i can't now remember the name of the uh of the reds pitcher um but they're, they're pittsburgh and pittsburgh amir and, garrett and, right amir garrett that's it sorry breaking news the twins have acquired sam dyson from the giants these are still coming in 20 minutes after the deadline sorry <laughs> This could all be fake. I don't so know what since, Twitter is. <laughs> Cincinnati. This, didn't, didn't we do a fake, yeah, we a fake did this. Uh, trade deadline? We did yeah, this. Yeah. This is actually not fake this time. <laughs> <laughs> so Toby is just reading Twitter the whole way through this episode. The highest quality of podcast content. <laughs> so Cincinnati and Pittsburgh have had a torrid, torrid relationship this year. Um, uh, familiarity breeds con- uh, contempt. But also I heard on a, another baseball podcast, a, a small little thing that ESPN puts out, that uh, since 2013, um, the Pirates have hit 43 more players with fastballs than any other team in, in baseball. So they are definitely uh, a very, very aggressive team. And since then, you were very, very pissed about that. And, um, you know, it happened again <laughs> last night. Uh, Garrett, there's this great sequence in the John Boy breakdown where, where Garrett is clearly telling uh, his coach, I am going to go and fight them. Call <laughs> up another guy from the bullpen. So the, 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 the coach turns around and is like, hey, can we warm somebody up? And he turns around and says, okay, uh, let me have the ball because you can't um, leave the mound unless you've given up that specific ball to the coach. And he then turns around and in the style of a, a kind of a very heroic 15th century uh, solo night charge into the hordes of uh, of, of attacking uh, infantry. Garrett goes flying into the the pirates bench and is just enveloped. I mean, he's yeah. literally he disappears from view. 
he he throws a haymaker, just misses, but then starts just pounding on somebody, and he is just enveloped. And there's, there's several seconds before anyone else from Cincinnati makes it to his aid. And it, I mean, I really, I can't recommend the John Boy breakdown enough because he breaks out the different elements of the of the brawl. Chris Archer is just like absolutely owned. The Cincinnati uh, manager comes in and goes straight for the Pirates manager. Uh, <laughs> Sonny Gray is an absolute hero. He comes in several different points and uh, either lands blows or is um, taking care of his of his own manager. And there's a great bit at the end. Bring this back to where we started where Puig is absolutely raving at the other Cincinnati players, admonishing them for not being feistier, for not fighting harder, for not going at the Pirates more (laughs) aggressively. And he's just kind of saying, like, you could have fought more, you could have fought more, you could have fought more, you could have fought more. It's just such a great ending to his career at Cincinnati to go out accusing his teammates of not being good enough at brawling. (laughs) Drop the mic. I'm out of here. Uh, I'm heading to Cleveland. I'm heading up by 71. <laughs> That's... I mean, the, whole, the whole thing is incredible. But um, I mean, the, 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 the thing is, sorry to, to take this all serious, but I, I love benches clearing. I love brawls. They're extremely fun. I've watched this breakdown eight or nine times uh, in different in different formats. But the pirate the pirates came out after the game and literally said, "We were we don't we don't like the way that Cincinnati was playing." We were throwing uh, up and in. Just coming out and saying we were trying to hit the Cincinnati players up around the shoulders, and that is that is bullshit. I mean, yeah. leave aside the fun of uh, uh, Benji's clearing. That that is that is wrong. It's just sick. Yeah, no, I agree, and yeah, I don't know. We've talked about the the unspoken rules and whatnot a lot in this show, but it's it's. It's garbage to be thrown at someone's head. Um, so, especially you know, people's careers have ended. People, somebody died back in the twenties. Yeah, you, you um, can kill somebody now. I mean, this is the weird thing. Like, I do want benches to continue you, clearing. Are you in the ocean but, now? Uh, sorry, my, my 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 laptop has uh, got unhappy about how many different uh, tabs I've got open on. <laughs> it very, it's very like, loud. Yeah, yeah. It's the. Uh, I, I tried to take a step back. It's the. Um, <laughs> Uh, the fan is trying like to calm down the fucking like sixty three different uh, tabs I've got. Open. Um, I, but yeah, but I mean, the way, this is the weird thing. I don't want uh, pictures to be thrown, uh, uh, pictures to be throwing at people's heads. But I do want, uh, I do want benches to be clearing. So you know, I don't know. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? We yeah. we, we, were, we were very lucky that um, the Nationals were uh, treated to a proper manager meltdown earlier this week. David Martinez was thrown out in the bottom of the first inning, um, uh, protecting uh, Adam Eaton, who was also thrown out, um, who, who was thrown out for arguing uh, balls and strikes. And it was a proper, like, throwing his cap down, kicking dirt over the um, over, over home plate. It was, it was a really, really good one. But you just see those so infrequently now. Yeah. No, I mean, because of replay, you don't see managers get tossed at all anymore. Um so you know what the rest of the traded line. I mean, the Nationals. What did they do? I mean, we we had a decent uh, trade deadline. I said last week we needed um, we needed a couple of arms. We actually went out and got three. Uh, we picked up Daniel Hudson, who's a kind of veteran. You know, he's just a, a spare arm in the bullpen. But we also got uh, Rowanus 
Ilias from uh, the Mariners, who's been closing for the Mariners in the absence of their, who's their closer? Who got injured? I can't remember his name, but you know, he he can close, and he's a he's a decent, uh, a, a very decent arm. And we also picked up uh, Hunter Strickland, uh, which is you know he's he's had a decent year, but it's also extremely funny because he's the guy that uh, got right. into an actual fist fight with with Bryce Harper um, against uh, when uh, when the Nationals were playing the Giants a couple of years ago. So that's a good kind of like troll move. Um, he might be a decent arm, he might not be. So those are three kind of like, you know, those are okay. I mean, I, th- I think I said last week the Nationals didn't have very many pieces to trade with. Um, we definitely don't want to give up our top prospect, Kyle uh, uh, Keebohm. And um, without without giving up him, we're, not, we're just not going to pick up that much. So in that regard, it's pretty decent. Unfortunately, the Braves have gone out and got Mark Melanson and Shane Green. So they were, you know, at the end of today, six and a half games up on us, so clearly better. Um, but after this trade deadline, they are better. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, um, they're, they're <laughs> it's it's interesting now, you know, what, what what we know, now that we know more about what's transpired at the trade deadline, it looks like the Astros got a lot more formidable. It looks like the Yankees did nothing, which is surprising. Um, the Twins got, uh, they got some bullpen help, which they really needed. Um, so it's going to be an interesting uh, close here. I mean, I think, I feel like our team, I think the Cleveland's now, to your question, Matthew, I think they're, they belong in the same ballpark with some of the division winners, the, the clear American League division winners. We're not as good as the Astros are on paper. Um, uh, we're probably not even as good as the Yankees are on paper if they're healthy. <laughs> um, but I, I now can squint and see this team winning the division, and I can see them you know, making a run in the playoffs. I can see that, um, especially if someone like Corey Kluber makes back healthy. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, wow, the Astros stuff is nuts. Why don't we take a quick word from our sponsor and then come back and give Trevor Bauer a goodbye. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by Holy Stone HS200 FPV RC Drone with HD Wi-Fi camera, live feed, 2.4 gigahertz, 6-axis gyro quadcopter with altitude hold, gravity sensor, and headless mode. That's right, it's a DIY drone right now on special at Amazon Prime. Don't take it from me, take it from... Wilfred in San Francisco. He wrote this review. I bought two of these drones for Christmas for my sons. Tried one out in our backyard with no intention of flying it past the boundaries of our small yard. The drone did its thing for a minute, then lifted high and flew away into the trees. We could not find it. It's special now on Amazon Prime. Don't wait. Go get your Holystone HS200 FPV RC drone. Thanks to our sponsor this week, um... Uh, you know, meaningful one this week. I think it's it's probably, um, you know, we didn't know this would be this would align so so well. Um, but this week we say goodbye, uh, or the Cleveland say goodbye to um, a legend. Um, we we refer to him lovingly here on the program as one of our exes. Um, Trevor Bauer uh, will will no longer be a fixture of this program because I will not be following his career as closely as I was before. Um, <laughs> And uh, there was a moment last night in, the, in the, all the excitement and all the hubbub that I just had this weird, kind of disappointed reality or set, set in, reality set in in a disappointing way that Trevor Bauer's last appearance as a Cleveland was 
a unmitigated disaster. And it was so embarrassing. Um, for those of you who are not aware, uh, Trevor didn't have a very good outing. A lot of things went down and in, in, in weren't his, all his fault. Um, a lot of it was. <laughs> Some of it was, for sure, um, in that fifth inning. And it just unraveled. We blew a lead. Um, and T- Tito came to get him. And when Trevor saw it, this is the unreported part, or underreported part. The first thing he did was throw the ball he had over the backstop. He threw it over the, the, like the first base dugout. Um, kind of lobbed it. He didn't like gun it. But then he got another. So the, our catcher, Roberto Perez, uh, gets another ball, throws it back to him. The ball he's going to give to Tito Francona. And he proceeds to launch it over the center field wall. Like 350 feet. Um, it was an incredible throw. It was an incredible throw. He's very lucky that he's very accurate with his throws um, because he could have killed Oscar Mercado in center field. Um, I really highly recommend watching the replay of this because you get to see our utility infielder, Mike Freeman, who's playing second base, watch his life flash before his eyes briefly in the moment where he sees Trevor Barrow kind of winding up not knowing what the hell he was about to do. <laughs> and he just kind of like skitters away. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Um, Francisco Lindor has an amazing reaction as well. But it's, and then Tito comes out there and the first thing he says is, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and, you know, it's unmistakable what he's, what, you could just read his lips. Um, uh, John Boy has another, has a good uh, read, read, uh, rundown of this as well. But anyway, that was all very funny. And I thought, <laughs> there, were, there were a lot of hot takes about how that affected his trade value. I, I for, you know, I didn't really expect, I wasn't expecting him to be traded. Um, and I don't think this actually, it certainly didn't get the Indians more in value, but I don't think it affected it much. And I, I believe that it, he probably would have been traded either way, but it just leaves a bad lasting taste in our, in the mouths of Cleveland fans. Right. It, I, I just, it's, it's a strange reality. This player was, you know, he was nearly a Cy Young winner last year, and I just the last thing I'll say is I prefer to t- think of Trevor Bauer a little differently. Uh, leaving the mound in very strange circumstances, um, similarly but very bizarre circumstances, um, in the 2016 ALCS uh, when he was gushing blood from one of his fingers because he had <laughs> sliced it open um, between the ALDS and the LCS playing with a drone or built one of the drones he built. Um, and he, you know, I, I, the reason I prefer to think about this is I, I it says a lot about Trevor Bauer, <laughs> that incident, that's it, that incident. But it is one thing that says about him is how much he was a gamer and how competitive he was and um, how much he did this for the team. You know, he, he knew that we were short staffed um, from pitching standpoint and that he'd already made it worse. And so he, you know, got stitched up. It, it was really ugly. I don't know if people remember. I wouldn't recommend going to watch it. Yeah, it was unpleasant. Really ugly to watch. Um but he, this is a player who is pretty, has a pretty uh, standard routine, and never chose the blue uni- home uniforms, uh, or the the blue uniforms for because um, the pitcher gets to choose what uniform you wear. Uh, but he, he chose the blue because he thought it'd be better to hide the blood if his finger starts bleeding, and um, he was wrong about that. <laughs> but it said um, what what you know he was really had a plan. And he was always a weird thinker, uh, thought outside the box. 
And um, I think, you know, I'm pretty, I'm a little bit torn about him no longer being in Cleveland. I'm glad I don't have to support a lunatic who um, has tantrum, tantrums on Twitter and on the mound. Um, but, uh, you know, he certainly was an amazing pitcher at, at, at moments. And from all reports, was really good with the young pitchers coming up, um, helping them get better. And um, it's one of the reasons why we have pitchers we can we don't need people like Trevor Bauer because we have pitchers who have kind of come into their own. Um, anyway, but uh, yeah, what? Anything else you you want to say about our good friend Trev? I just really enjoyed Francona saying to him when he got to the mound, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> oh, that was a good way to go out. Yeah, uh, it really was. I mean, it's it's really poignant way to go to go out. Uh, <laughs> So, anyway, with that, I think um, there's a lot of baseball left to play. Um, I'm sure Trevor Bauer will make his way back into our lives somehow. Um, but uh, I guess until until next time, people should uh, you know yes. continue yeah. to yeah um, uh, definitely uh, shag, shag those balls shag, shag those balls. It's my 10th wedding anniversary next week, and I want to have another one. Well, <laughs> I, I obviously can't have another one. Well, no, I could, I could have another one if I got a different wife. You know what I mean. Still recording, just to be clear. Okay. Uh, <laughs>